So by 2023, we want to try to get $30 million back into the community because we're one of, if not the only advertising platform that actually pays people to advertise. Welcome to Startup West, the podcast about building scalable tech startups in sunny Western Australia. My name's Carly Norman. And I'm Charlie Gunningham. And in this episode, we're talking with Michael Palmer, one of the co-founders of local technology advertising platform, Ads on Wheels. Hi, Michael, and welcome to Startup West. Thanks for having me, guys. Good to have you. Can you briefly tell us about Ads on Wheels, what it does and how it's going? Yeah, so what we do is we turn privately owned vehicles into moving billboards and we support that with technology so that we can provide businesses with the data of, of the campaigns. Ah, so is the billboard in the back window or yeah, where so is we've, it? Yeah, so we've just released another product. So we, do, we started with rear window advertisement and yeah. then we've just introduced a new product that does the side panels on both sides of the car as well. Ah, ah, side panels, <laughs> rhino hide. This is it, one of our previous podcasts. The we might previous. have to make some introductions here. Yeah. yeah. Well, so where did this idea come from? Yeah. Yeah, great question. So um, I spent a little bit of time in the car industry and as you probably know, it's heavily dominated by car sales and cars guide and you just basically right. list your, your cars online. Uh, so we're trying to look at some different avenues and I looked a little bit at what outdoor uh, advertising options were available and there wasn't too much. Uh, mm. So it's, it's Apart from of, your big billboard and APN outdoor yeah. and all those guys, yeah. Yeah, and it was quite expensive. So uh, running a, a small car yard, it was difficult to obviously get any get any uh, campaigns out there that we yeah. could afford. Uh, and that's where the original idea basically came from and it was just an idea that we wrote some notes down on. And right. That was about it. So how long were you in the car business, the yeah. car yard business? Yeah, seven, Selling cars. seven years. Um, so Second-hand cars, new cars? Mixture of all of it. Right. So I did sales, marketing, new cars, old cars, uh, cheap cars as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a bit and of And you've a always mixture. liked cars, I'm guessing. You're yeah, a car guy. I think you kind of fall out of love <laughs> with cars after a while in the car <laughs> industry, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of money to be made on cars, right? It's quite a difficult business out of all. Very cutthroat. Yeah, the last couple of years before I left in, in 2018, it was, yeah, really tough. Um, and yeah, there was a lot of like tactics that were going into it now that just weren't enjoyable. Uh, so that's why I wanted to kind of make the, the mm. step out of it. So as when well. did Ads on Wheels start? A couple of years ago? Yeah. So we we moved. Well, I left my job in October 2018 to go full time on it. Uh, mm. So it was probably a year before that I started writing notes on it and and brought Dan on as a co-founder to help uh, help us drive that forward. Uh, but we launched our first campaigns in February 2019. Okay. Oh, and how was it built initially? <laughs> Obviously, it's been in the works now for a couple of years. You were previously working full-time. Was it self-funded or did you raise money to get started? Yeah, so the first year in, in 2017, it's quite funny. The business model was was quite poor. No technology. Um, we were using no technology to try mm. track everything. So um, we, yeah, in 2017, it was just notes and we were writing it down and then in 2018, we started realizing that technology was was the way that we had to go, um, mm. and we decided to do a little bit of, of friends and family capital raise, and right. and that got us started on on the first build. Yeah, and so today, how many can you sort of share? You're in mm. Perth, I think you're in other cities as well. Yeah, so we we are, are in Perth, yes, and we were looking at going uh, national, and we had booked some campaigns in New South Wales in Victoria before COVID hit. Uh, and unfortunately, right. we had to put that on, on postponed. So we're, we'll plan our, um, our expansion across the national. Um, Sorry, but things. how many cars are running around today? Yeah. With 
ads on wheels on the back. Yeah. So as you can imagine with COVID, it's it's just slowly starting to up uptake now. Right. So there's 103 at the moment Okay. Um, in WA only. And businesses can book the ads through the platform and pick which cars. Presumably everyone has a little route they have to go around. What's the deal there? How's that work? Yeah, yeah, good question. So basically, first of all, the, the driver goes through what we call a seven-day trial period, which is just a qualification period so that we know where they're already driving. Uh-huh. Because what we want to do is we want to pay the drivers for the area they're already driving, not right. go and pay them to be a full-time driver or anything like so that. So it's... Well, the, Driving they would have done otherwise. Exactly, anyway. yeah. Right. Exactly. So get paid for it instead. So uh-huh. then when we sit down with the client, we come up with a bit of a strategy of where they want to target, whether it's a, a local area or whether they want to mass blanket the metropolitan area. Mm-hmm. And then we select drivers based on where they're already driving, like I touched on before. And presumably the driver in that seven day has to have an app, your app presumably downloaded, and you can see where they're driving. Yes, and exactly. And you draw like a map of where they've gone. Like exactly. A map of where they've gone or something. Yeah, and we've just brought in a new um, driver analytics as well that gives us a, a breakdown of their speed, if they're speeding, their harsh acceleration, their harsh, stop, harsh stops, hmm. as well as uh, if they're spending time on their mobile phone while driving. Yeah. Um, just so we can make sure that the, the safe, safety right. aspects of that are yeah, you wouldn't have a bad accident happen, would you, yes. with yeah, an ads on the Yeah, ads that's on the back. not good. It's actually really interesting, though, because you mentioned that you came out of the car industry, but now you've ended up developing an app. Building tech is notoriously challenging, particularly for non-technical founders. How have you found this process? Very gruelling, <laughs> to say the <laughs> least. So we we sat down with a really good company here in, in WA, and, and um, they, they've been fantastic, but there was a lot of hurdles at the start. Um, and it's, yeah, it has been very challenging and we've had to pick up a lot of the, the technical experience ourselves. Uh, but we are looking at stepping into, uh, bringing on a a CTO over the next six to 12 months. Right. How many are there of you Mm. co-founders? Yeah, so there's there's two and a half, and I say right. half because there's uh, one of our one of our account, person. Yeah, one of our account managers has been with us from a very early early stage, right? Um, and has a small stake in the company as well, so that's why I, I say two and a half. Okay, okay. And this, uh, so you mentioned that you're looking to bring on a CTO. You were going to expand nationally, but obviously been put on hold, but still on the cards. Um, while you've been navigating all of this, you've also gone through the Plus Eight Tech Accelerator. And at the time that we're recording this, you're actually two days out from demo day and finishing the program how have you found that that's contributed to the growth of the business oh massively for sure and i think it's almost been uh, a blessing in disguise with covid because it's allowed us to take a step Mm. back and have a look Mm. at what we're learning from plus eight and kind of implement that without the distraction of operating a business um and obviously with with two days until our pitch day, which we're all super excited slash nervous about. <laughs> um, it's been, look, it's been fantastic. We've learned a lot about business structure, a lot about investment because we were originally going to go raise investment at the start of the year and right. we took a backward step away from that to learn a little bit about it mm. and obviously build a trustworthy network, which it's really helped with. Great. And what are you looking to do post accelerator after mm. demo day what what's the next few months look like yeah so next few months is we're focusing on hiring a customer service team to take the word workload off us three so right. we can focus on meeting people and explaining our product uh, and rolling into raising investment march next year because with COVID, hopefully we're getting past the pandemic in 2021. You'd want Stunning. to open up some of those new cities? Is that? Yeah, yeah. Well, look, we've already got 
uh, media representatives over on the East Coast, but yeah. obviously it's been a little bit tricky for them to sell it while COVID's been around, but starting to see obviously that open up a little bit, which will help for sure. Mm. Is anyone else doing this? You've got competitors in the marketplace? Yeah, so there's a couple of big competitors over in the US. Uh, they formed about a year before we started working on okay. the idea. Um, but in Australia, it, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of competitors. There's a couple of small people who've done up websites. Mm. Not too sure how well they're doing, though. Over East, I think, not here. Over East, yeah, 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 yeah okay. over East, yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's interesting. But I'm really intrigued as to how you kind of came to this point as well. I'd love to go back through your career and your own schooling as well. We had a bit of a chat about that beforehand. I think you've got some really, um, a really interesting path there as well. But how about way back? Are you and your team originally from from Perth? Yeah, so all all three of us are from Perth, so born and bred, um, mm -hmm. which is good. Uh, in terms of schooling, uh, so yeah, look, I didn't really enjoy school that much. It, right. it didn't really excite me and I struggled to sit in a classroom and read off textbooks and, right. and things like that wasn't my biggest, um, yeah, my, my biggest enjoyment. Mm -hmm. uh, so I stepped away in the middle of year 11 right. and I started doing some labor work until I could really find something that I was, was excited or had any yeah, excitement in. Yep. Uh, when I turned 18, I, I stepped into the car industry. So uh, that's kind of where that bridging went. So that was a seven years in the car trade. Yeah, yeah. And variety of jobs there or, or one mm. car yard? I worked a, a handful of different places, yeah. So I did some new car uh, for Toyota, Nissan, uh, Holden, um, and then worked in the used car yard as well at, at Car Giant. So um, when you, you were thinking about ads on wheels and you were sort of forming it in your head, with your co-founder or on your own to start with? On my own for probably the first year. Right. Yeah. And then I brought Dan on because I stepped away from the, the car industry and thought let, I wanted to take some time off. Uh, so I took right. some time off to just kind of enjoy myself. Uh, and then I thought, well, this is a had great opportunity. Had a bit of money saved. Yeah, I had yeah. a bit of money saved. And then I thought, all right, this is a great opportunity. What to was, first of all, that decision when you decided to leap into a new business, how hard was that to mm. take that risk and jump in? Um, look, I'll... To be honest, it wasn't extremely difficult for me. Um, I had already stepped away from the car industry. So it was kind of a have some time off and have a look mm. at this and see if there's a business model there. Uh, and then I went and did some traveling and came back and and that was when I was ready to s sit right. down and- Cleared yourself out yep. and yeah, okay, done some traveling. Yeah, cool. 100%. So this is the time to do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. well luckily I did. <laughs> bit of a bit of a reset as well. Mm. Yeah. So- then I guess obviously having the time away, coming out of the car industry as well, how did you find the startup scene in WA? Look, uh, we were kind of disconnected from the startup scene for the first year and or well, until mm. plus eight really. Uh, we didn't mm. have those previous networks that we could touch on and introduce ourselves to new people. So we did a lot of networking events just to kind of meet people, but it wasn't really in the field that we're kind of in now. So, uh, mm. and the plus eight kind of program has helped us with that for sure. Yeah, I think I came across you about 18 months ago, came down to your office in East Perth. Yeah, I think yeah. you might have sat down with Daniel. Yes, I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And introduced you to Gordon. Yes, he's been fantastic. He's been amazing. Shout out to Gordon Webster. 100%. He's been awesome, awesome. We play a bit of golf with him now as well. Yeah, it's a great yeah, excuse played, to catch I, up. <laughs> I played down at Seaview with Gordon a few times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Scottish guy, listeners, if you don't know. Angel investor. He's got about six 
companies, I think he's invested in. So sort of quietly soft-spoken but determined, very good on strategy, good with a whiteboard, Gordon. He loves a whiteboard, yes, <laughs> yes. But he's, he, look, he's, he's genuine as well. So have you had other like mentors, investors, advisors, an advisory board, apart from Plus 8, what they're giving you? Have you had other people like Gordon mm. who've helped you along the way? Um, yes and no. Like a lot of it's come now. So we're only just stepping into into that and, and appreciate the connection of Gordon because mm. we didn't really know that kind of existed. Um, right. And we're starting to get other people come out and say, hey, we'd love to have a sit down, just throw some ideas uh, on the board and, and see if we can add any value. So, But apart from Gordon, he, he was the main one at, at the start for sure. Yeah. And have there been some challenges along the way that, that have been really hard to knock over? I'm not sure we have enough time to talk about all of those. <laughs> uh, but 100%, like honestly, the the first one released in February, we were out because we used to we used to do the installs uh, at pop up locations. So we used to put a put a gazebo up and, and do them under a gazebo. Uh-huh. Uh, and the first day we were were selecting drivers, our web portal wasn't ready, so I was going through Google GPS points just to figure out which drivers <laughs> were driving in what area. Right. We're doing installs wow. at seven o'clock at night in the pitch black because they were taking longer than what we expected. Ah, right. mm-hmm. So that was like kind of the first hurdles. We've had so who new- does the installs? Yeah. So got we, a company you partner with? Yeah. So we finally took the plunge in and outsourced the installs. So we've got our own print house team. So we do that, but we outsource the installs so that we can kind of service the whole of WA and drivers aren't driving from the south all the way to the north to get an install right, done. Right. So. And this is to put something on their back window yep. or now their side panels, is that right? Exactly right, yeah. And it's got to be like, what, a minimum of three months, six months, one month? What's the deal for the drivers? Yeah, so we've got a minimum of four weeks, but most of our bookings are three or six months. Right, okay. Yep. Okay. So one SME has said, say, McDonald's in Inaloo, I want someone who's driving around this region, this area. All right, that looks like the go. I'll put my ad in the back of their car, is that Exactly, yeah. And we do leverage the the drivers as well. So we give them discount codes, discount coupons that they can hand on to their friends because they turn oh. into um, ambassadors because the drivers can select what campaign they're doing. It's not like we give them a campaign, they have to do it. So it means that oh. usually they're driving for someone that they actually have a little bit of connection for. Oh, clever. It's nice. Nice. That's and there's good. been some good results for this advertising. Oh, it's been really good. So we've so got the advertisers our, are happy. Yeah, we've got one of our biggest clients, Exceed Real Estate, and They've they've been our biggest advocate from the from the start. So um, so they've had leads from the branding and the promotional best, messages on yeah. the back of these cars driving around. The best part is is they're getting one of the owners is actually getting photos from all his friends and family texting photos of the car, <laughs> um, which has been the best part of it for sure. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, it's glad to see it's working. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's great. I'm glad to hear that it's picking up as well post COVID. Mm. Um, like you mentioned, you've been having some of your biggest bookings ever. It sounds like applications are high for driving positions and things like that as well. And I'm assuming that that national expansion is still on the cards for early next year? Well, we're still working on it now. Yeah. Uh, so we do service the whole of Australia. It's just about getting um, things back to normal over there before we start receiving bookings. So we're mm-hmm. already planning campaigns, like quoting up on campaigns over in the east, uh, but they're just a bit nervous about kind of what is happening at the moment. So I can imagine another challenge is you're doing a two-sided marketplace. So you've mm-hmm. got to have like the demand for the advertising from the advertisers. Then you've got to have supply of cars. Yeah. And you've got to have them in the right places. Yeah. So you've got to have drivers with cars willing to do this. 
And then you've got to convince them to come on board. And then you've got to convince advertisers and mash the two. I've done a two-sided marketplace. That is hard. It's, yeah, definitely fun. That's for sure. <laughs> what are some of the things you've learned like, to yeah. make two-sided marketplaces I think, work? look, for us, um, the drivers are fantastic because we're paying them. Mm. But it's about keeping them patient is probably the toughest thing for us is they're happy to jump onto the platform, do their qualification, but for us to keep them interested and happy while we're waiting for campaigns, uh, that's the Because they do their seven days and they yeah. might not have a deal yes. for a while. Yes. So some people get it straight away mm. and then some people are waiting six months. So right. that's the challenge and that's why we're expanding our customer service team so that they can support them and keep them happy while they're waiting. That's probably the biggest challenge uh, is keeping the drivers patient. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And how much can they earn? Yeah. Yeah, so they can earn anywhere from $70 a month through to $200 per month. So the $200 per month is based on a new product we're launching next year, which is both side and back window. Ah, uh, because mm -hmm. you get more for that. Yes, yeah. right, exactly. Right, right. Yeah. Well, that pays for a fill-up of a tank of petrol. Yes, That's exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of a lot of the drivers love it as well. So we get we get mums who drop their kids off at school and calling us to thank us about the extra income they're getting each month. So nice. And presumably nice. you take a clip on the ticket, and then the advertiser pays a bit more, and everybody's happy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> how big could it get? I mean, you have got one hundred and three mm. cars out there. What's your sort of? How, how, can you imagine how many? Well, Ads on wheels cars, you're going to have motoring around out there? Yeah, we kind of, it, it's quite bizarre. We don't actually try to monitor it based on how many cars are going to be on the road. It's more about how much we're going to try to get back into the community. So mm. by 2023, we want to try to get $30 million back into the community because we're one of, if not the only advertising platform that actually pays people to advertise mm. rather than shipping the costs overseas or lining yeah. the pockets of, of Facebook and Google. And exactly. Else. Mm. Exactly. Mm. Okay. So we, we measure success based on what we pay back in driver payments. That's nice. That's a really lovely, lovely. way to look at it mm. as well. And it's a really different way to look at a business that could be otherwise quite commercialized, exactly like you say. So is there anybody else that you've seen sort of work with a model like that that you found inspiring as a startup leader or somebody in WA that sort of gave you the inspiration to sort of have more of a community base to the way that you're looking at your business? Yeah, 100%. Uh, it's going to go back to the Plus 8 um, Plus Eight Accelerator program, but Derek's and Isabel have been a huge push on mm. um, understanding the fantastic work that we're actually doing because sometimes mm. you don't realise you're doing a great job putting money back into the community, but they've been fantastic at helping us realize how how important that is. Well, Derek Girardi's been on our podcast before yes. as well. You can go back and listen to that one, um, which you said you were going to do, right, 100%. Michael? hundred percent. I'm going to listen to every <laughs> single one. Uh, bless, yeah. you. bless you, bless you, bless you. Um, so what do you think you'd like to have known? You're about two years into this yeah. now. You'd wish you'd known. You're like, you know it now. You'd wish you'd known it at the beginning. Um, probably from my point of view, from a, a director, would just be to or let the team do what they're good at, mm. is just take a backward step and allow them to make mistakes uh, rather than having this perfectionist view on everything. Um, right. And that's if I'd had that from day dot, that would have been a really good tool, I think. Okay. So that would be advice to other startups as well. 100%. Not, not micromanage yeah. too much. Exactly. Don't worry if they make a stuff up. Value, have a look at what the mistake is actually going to do. Is it going to impact the business at mm -hmm. all? Mm -hmm. 
Probably not. Or maybe you have one upset customer, which you can overcome. So just let them make their mistakes and and let them learn because they got to learn with you as well because mm. we're all learning together. That's great. Yeah, and general tips for management. Yeah, Overall, absolutely. startups absolutely. and otherwise. Mm-hmm. For sure. Absolutely. Well, should we head to our quick fire round to close? Let's We've got a lot do of it. Takeaways. Let's see what else we can squeeze <laughs> out of you. <laughs> First thing comes into your head. Okay. Yep. <laughs> What's the single most important factor for a successful startup? Your team. Yeah. Managing, yeah. Like getting your team excited and maintaining that excitement for sure. You can't do anything without a team. I, I remember mm-hmm. someone wise saying to me, um, I think it was Larry Lopez okay. who I used to work with recent last few years. Says you can have a uh, mediocre, mediocre product, but a great team, and an excellent team will execute really well and mm-hmm. get great results. But if you've got a great product and a mediocre team, yeah, it's just not going to execute. Hundred percent, so team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, talk about that. For founder as a solo or founder as a team? I think team. I know the yeah. answer. Yeah. Team, a hundred percent. Yep, hundred percent team. AI. Do you like it or loathe it? Fine with it. Uh, it excites me. Uh, I don't see the scary part of it. Are you going to be using that, do you think? Yeah. Are you going to incorporate that into Ads on Wheels? It kind of, yeah, it already is. In, with our driver analytics, it's already incorporated in there. You can sort of predict where the drivers are, where the gaps are, where the needs will be. Well, it updates the driver score based on previous data. So basically, Oh, there's a driver ah. score. Yeah, so basically uh, if, yeah, so it updates the driver score based on the previous previous uh oh, right okay so it's like a score out of 100 or something yes yeah right, score okay. out of 100 yeah tough question if you were at a bar what would you be ordering <laughs> yeah great question it depends on the company but a bar would probably be a pint of cider pint of cider ah. yeah. okay yeah I was, I was I was thinking ale, beer, beer guy, but no. Oh, I'm actually a celiac, so I can't oh, drink right. beer. Yeah, so hence the cider. Yeah, otherwise it would be a glass of wine, but I wouldn't want everyone to look at me weird if it depends what <laughs> Nothing bar. Nothing wrong with wine. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of a glass of wine, what does self-care look like for you? Oh, definitely mental self, self-care. Yeah. Um, Physical is important, but I just think looking after your mental health is incredibly important. How do you do that? Mm. Uh, just taking up meditation. Ah. Yeah, so that's been really, really good. And just reflecting on your day and your week and looking at the good parts rather than honing in on those negative parts. What prompted that? It's interesting. Uh, good question. I listened to a podcast, but right. it was Dylan mm. Friends and there was a guy from the Resilience Project on there. Right. Um, okay. And what he was talking about just really resonated with me. So mm. did a little bit of research, read his book, and then uh, picked up his journal and it's it's been great. great. And what are you reading or listening to right yes. now? So I just apart from that podcast yeah, just mentioned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I basically I'm reading the source by Dr. Tara Swant, I think it is. Okay. Um, and it's just about unlocking it, it's similar to the resilience project, but it's just a, a bit more about unlocking the the happiness in your mind. The source? Yeah. The mm. source. Okay, cool. Okay. Watch out for that. And then uh, I know we had a quick chat about this before we started recording, but who should we interview next? Yeah, so I would love to see Clinton House from Stratatown on. Oh, Clinton, ah. yeah, 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 yeah. So that's spun out of the RAC Battle Apps? Yes, yeah. Cool. And you're like co-investor, really, aren't you? Because Battle Labs support plus eight, so there you go. You're like cousins. You well, they're like techie cousins. <laughs> that's what family. I thought. Like, yeah. I'm with RAC with my car. Ah. ah. And they, boom. 
they co-invest. Yes. So technically we own ourselves again. Beautiful. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. And we want to wish you and your team all the best for the future. It sounds like it's going really well. He's mm-hmm. got a big smile on his face. It's great. And I want to thank our sponsors. Startup West Podcast is produced by Startup News and made possible by support from the wonderful Space Cube co-working spaces. Thanks, Carly. Thanks. The New Industries Fund from Jitsi. Thanks, guys. Fantastic that you're on board. Curtin University. We love Curtin. The City of Perth and RSM. We love all our sponsors. Go check them out. And we recorded this podcast at Riff Podcast Studios in beautiful downtown Perth in Western Australia. Don't forget to subscribe to Startup West on your favourite podcast platform so our latest episodes will wing their way automatically to your device. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, and I'd do a shout out to Josh Durl, the lovely Josh Durl, who I met recently and I've known Josh for years, but he said to me, you know, Charlie, I've listened to every single episode of Startup West, all 44 episodes. Bless your cotton socks, Josh. So, Josh Durl, thanks so much for that. Listen to this one. And uh, thanks, Michael. Thanks for having me, guys. And I'll, I want a shout-out when I listen to all 45 of them as well. I'll give you a <laughs> shout-out. Done. <laughs> shout-outs all around. Shout out.